Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Medical Facilities Corporation 2021 First Quarter Results Conference Call. After management's remarks, this call will include a question and answer session whereby qualified equity analysts will be permitted to ask questions. Before turning the call over to management, listeners are reminded that certain statements made in today's call, including responses to questions, may contain forward-looking statements within the meaning of the safe harbor provisions of Canadian provincial security laws. Forward-looking statements involve risk and uncertainties, and undue reliance should not be placed on such statements. Certain material factors or assumptions are applied in making forward-looking statements, and actual results may differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. For additional information about the factors that may cause actual results to differ materially from expectations and about material factors or assumptions applied in making forward-looking statements, please consult the MDNA for this quarter, the risk factors section of the annual information form, and medical facilities, other filings with Canadian Securities Regulators. Medical Facilities does not undertake to update any forward-looking statements. Such statements speak only as of the date made. Please note that today's call is being broadcast live over the internet and the webcast will be available for replay beginning approximately one hour following the completion of the call. Details of how to access the webcast replay are available in this morning's news release announcing the company's financial results. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. Rob Horror, President and CEO of Medical Facilities. Please go ahead, Mr. Horror. Thank you, Pasha. Good morning and welcome to our first quarter earnings call. Joining me today is David Watson, our Chief Financial Officer. Earlier this morning, we released our first quarter results. Our news release, Financial Statements and MDNA, may be accessed through our website at www.medicalfacilitiescorp.ca and have also been filed with CDAR today. Overall, we were pleased with our results for the first quarter. Our total revenue and other income was up 5.8% largely the result of an additional $4.1 million in government relief funds received by our facilities. We also benefited from favorable changes in payer and case mix. Perhaps the biggest takeaway for the quarter is that our volumes continue to normalize to pre-COVID levels. If we look at the first quarter of last year, our numbers in both January and February compared favorably to the same months in 2019. However, in the final half of March of last year, our business was impacted by the cessation of elective cases as the pandemic began to spread across the country. Fast forward to the first quarter of this year and COVID-19 continued to impact our volumes, particularly in January and February. However, by March, we saw a strong rebound with volumes up more than 20% over January or February. Importantly, none of our facilities are experiencing restrictions with regards to types of cases. With vaccines continuing to roll out across the country, we are optimistic that our recovery will continue. We're also focused on growth, including organic and inorganic opportunities. Near the end of the first quarter, we announced a 4,600-square-foot expansion project underway at Arkansas Surgical Hospital. This follows the hiring of five new surgeons last year. 
The expansion will add two new operating rooms, bringing the total to 13 when completed, as well as three new recovery beds. The project is expected to be completed by the end of the year. We remain focused on executing on our ambulatory surgery platform strategy, growing through a mix of de novo and acquisition opportunities. An increasing and aging population are among the key drivers of growth in the U.S. healthcare market, and a disproportionate share of this growth has been in and is expected to continue to be in ambulatory settings. They say market is already a very attractive growth market prior to the pandemic. The pandemic seems to have accelerated the interest in ambulatory care. The space remains fragmented with many small operators. Therefore, we anticipate more consolidation and de novo growth opportunities. We have a strong balance sheet and are in a good position to evaluate the right growth opportunities as the pandemic subsides, hopefully in the back half of the year. With that, I will now turn the call over to David to discuss our first quarter financial results. David? Thanks, Rob, and good morning, everyone. I will discuss our first quarter financial performance, then provide an update on our balance sheet and liquidity. But first, I would like to remind everyone that all dollar amounts expressed in today's call are in U.S. dollars, unless stated otherwise. Our facility service revenue for the first quarter was $94 million, which was up 1.3% from the $92.8 million in the first quarter of 2020. The increase was due mainly to favorable changes in case and payer mix. Overall, same-store surgical case volumes were on par with first quarter of last year. While outpatient cases increased by 2.6% and observation cases by 15.4%, inpatient cases were down 15.1%. Total revenue and other income, which includes an additional $4.1 million in government stimulus, was $98.1 million for the quarter. We did not receive any government stimulus funding in first quarter of last year. Operating expenses for the quarter decreased 2.4% to $79.8 million. As a percentage of total revenue and other income, operating expenses decreased to 81.3% from 88.1% in the first quarter of last year. Adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was $25.1 million, or 25.6% of revenue, compared to $18.6 million, or 20%, in the first quarter of last year. In the first quarter of this year, we generated cash available for distribution totaling $7.9 million Canadian dollars resulting in a payout ratio of 27.6%. Our balance sheet remains strong. At quarter end, we had cash and cash equivalents of $58 million and consolidated net working capital of $42.7 million, compared to $45 million at year end. The outstanding balance on our corporate credit line was $31 million. Inclusive of lease liabilities as per IFRS 16, our net debt to equity stands at 0.51 times. We are well-resourced to capitalize on potential growth opportunities, and our leverage remains significantly lower than our U.S. trading peers. This concludes my financial review for the quarter. For additional detail on our financial results, including specific results for each facility, please refer to our MD&A. With that, we would now like to open the line for questions. Pasha? Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question at this time, simply press star followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Again, that's star one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Our first question comes from the line of injury. Lino with National Bank. Hi, uh, good morning. Thanks uh, for taking my question. Uh, first one uh, for me, uh, I, I just wanted to ask, and, and I apologize if I missed it, but uh, overall case volume for the quarter, how uh, does it compare uh, to your more normalized level, let's say in 2019? And as a second part uh, to this question, the 26% recovery you saw in March versus January and February, how is that trending uh, into April? Yeah, so hi, Andrew, good morning. The uh, case line is still running below normalized. Um, we were about 8.7% uh, below first quarter of 2019. And then the second part of that injury is that, uh, the March volume strength is we see uh, uh, we see some strength continuing into April. So. We'll uh, great. And uh, on that uh, on that 8% that is below 2019, that I would assume also includes the weather events in Arkansas. Is there any way to normalize for those, or, or is that tough to do? It's tough. You know, part of this, we say, you know, January uh, was really, uh, again, impacted by COVID. February was you know, also COVID and weather, uh, but in the middle part of the country uh, there, and of course, uh, Arkansas as well. So, yeah, it's hard to really normalized for, for all of that activity. Okay. Uh, okay. No, thank you uh, for that. Uh, my second question is more on, uh, we've talked about this uh, postponed cases and, and potentially a backlog building there. Uh, do, right. do you think there is still any sort of a backlog left or uh, how do you see it recovering if it's still there or do you think these cases are sort of uh, permanently postponed, let's say? Well, it's it's very difficult to say. As we said last quarter and continue to say, we're among uh, all of uh, our peers as well. Difficult to predict what that is. We did see, you know, some return of, of cases. Some of that was just, you know, earlier in the year. You know, we believe that there will be some additional cases in demand that uh, hard to tell what that will be, but the back half of the year, uh, we're expecting that have some, the scope of which is hard to determine or predict. But we do expect some strengthening from that uh, from that demand and deferred care. Okay, uh, great. One more for me, and I'll, I'll jump in the queue in case there's any other questions. But uh, uh, perhaps more for for David. But the NCI uh, cash flow to the facilities was a little bit high in the quarter, 9.5. Does it contain any government support uh, there as well, or would the government support go solely to the corporation? No, the government support. You know, the government support is coming into the individual facilities. Okay, so if we're to look at it, I mean, about 50-50 more or less would, would be kind of a good uh, guideline of how much that goes to the corporation, how much to the facilities? Well, you know, stimulus funds come into the facilities to support the operations to the extent the facilities, you know, are then making distributions. At some point, you know, those distributions are are made based on ownership percentages. So, yeah, okay. I mean, roughly, you know, 
Thank you. Uh, that's it for me for now. I'll jump in the queue. Thanks. Your next question is from the line of Paul Stewartson with IA Capital Markets. Hi, guys. Congrats on the quarter. Just calling in for Chelsea. Um, just a couple quick ones here. So in terms of the Black Hills and, and uh, Sioux Falls, there's some really nice revenue growth there with, with case mix and, and so forth. Um, how much of that is, is sort of the, the government stimulus side of it and how much of it is the, is the case, case mix? Yeah, so of the 4.1 million government stimulus, Paul, um, it went uh, primarily to uh, those two facilities with, uh, the, you know, a little more than uh, half of that going to, to Black Hills. Okay, perfect. That, that's helpful. And... Um, just in terms of the the case mix there that you've been seeing, um, is is this something that we can look at as as sort of continuing to trend in the same direction, or or does this tend to be uh, more of a um, you know this quarter is maybe maybe taken you know on its own and how do you, how do you see the trend there? Yeah, that's that's really hard to say. I, I don't think that's a, a, a trend per se. I mean, the impact, of course, the, the early part of the quarter uh, sort of set up a, uh, a stronger payer or case mix, rather. So you saw more of an urgent, uh, uh, you know, higher case mix acuity in that mix for March. You know, the second thing, uh, you know, we also get a little bit benefit of, of payer mix too. You know, a little bit stronger on the commercial than on the than on the Medicare. So both those. You know, sort of set up for for a quarter. Uh, you know, even without the stimulus, was you know on par to, to the prior, a little bit exceeding the prior year. So I don't think that's necessarily a, a carry forward trend for the rest of the year. On uh, for the first quarter, but okay, perfect. Yeah, that's uh, very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. Thanks. Your next question is from the line of Doug Meem with RBC Capital Markets. Yeah, good morning. Um, first question has to do with the uh, potential loan forgiveness. Uh, I noted that in the MDMA you've taken out the wording of reasonable assurance that the stimulus loans will be forgiven. Um, was that by design or was it just a change? Like, What are the chances that you actually have to pay back those loans today versus you know last quarter? Yeah, hey Doug, it's David. Um, you know, I don't think the likelihood has changed from prior quarter. Where you know uh, the facilities have submitted their their applications, and like uh, you know most healthcare providers that have done that are just waiting. But um, we don't see if there's any any change in likelihood. Okay, so there's no reason for taking that or changing that wording. Okay, that's good. Um, uh, second thing just has to do with about the opportunities around uh, acquisitions. Uh, are they looking more like ASCs, or is there still the potential for especially surgical hospital? Maybe you can tell us what the um, landscape looks like with respect to the acquisition front today. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'll take that on. This is Rob. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, the most of the growth opportunity for us on the pipeline and coming, especially coming out of COVID, is in the ASC uh, space. It is extremely dynamic, as we called out in the script, fractured. You know, I, the pandemic highlighted that need to have a safe, a separate uh, place to do necessary cases outside the four walls of the acute care setting. So a lot of opportunity, not only in the existing ASC space, but we've we've mentioned over the over the uh, the year that we expect over the next you know say five to ten years that this space for the ambulatory surgery centers is extremely dynamic, set up for growth, and will likely double over the next ten years. So predominantly, Doug, it's going to be in the ASC space. And no change to multiples or anything that you're seeing right now as we come out of the COVID situation. Been a slight uptick and just yeah, a slight uptick in the existing uh, multiple on the acquisition side, not appreciably. You know, we like the de novo opportunities where you're getting in a higher return on investment. Uh, so we we see a lot of that development will be in the de novo space uh, where you've got a, a better return, but. But we do um, we do see some opportunities uh, in both acquisitions and, and, and the de novo. Excellent. And then last question just has to do with the, the dividend slash distribution. Um, you know, given you know your low um, payout ratio right now, have you given any consideration to a moderate increase at some point? You know, Doug, we don't have plans at this point to to raise the dividend, but coming out of COVID, we're going to continue to you know to evaluate that best the best method to optimize our, our shareholder return. Excellent. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please press star followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that's star one. We do have a follow-up question from the line of Andrew Leno with National Bank. Okay. Uh, hi, good morning. Uh, thanks for the follow-up. Uh, I was wondering if you guys can talk a little bit about uh, cost inflation uh, and what you're seeing out there, uh, beating labor, beating uh, supplies, and uh, the second part to that, uh, any labor shortages, uh, particularly on the medical staff side of things. You know, Andrew, we you know we saw. Um, some impact on pricing last year. Uh, it's a little early, you know, this year we haven't really seen a, any significant change on that front. And on the labor side, no, we're, we are not um, experiencing any labor shortages. Okay, uh, great, thank you. Uh, and uh, one more, uh, well, two more actually uh, for me, but uh, on the divestment of that uh, TRSC uh, from MFC Nutera, I was wondering, is it possible to quantify what the contribution was in the previous quarter so that we can have an apples to apples comparison with this year? No, I don't. I don't have that at the moment, but we can follow up with you. Okay, uh, great, thank you. And then uh, what, one last one: the the St. Luke's uh, uh, ASC. Uh, how is it trending in the first year, uh, or is that on this is this quarter actually? If you compare it to the previous quarter, have you seen any uptick or 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 uh, any improvements there, or any comments? Yeah, our comment is that we, you know, it, it opened late due to COVID. Uh, you know, certainly, we're pleased to see it uh, to get open and fully functioning and operational. 
you know, the first quarter we saw month over month sequential growth. So we're off to a good uh, start there, uh, and uh, it's it's fully invested, and the partnership is is heavily engaged, and you know we're we're pleased with the trajectory right now. Okay, great, thank you. That, that's it for me. Thanks very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, in order to ask a question, please press. I do apologize. That was our final question. I would like to hand the call back over for closing remarks. Thank you, Pasha, and thank you to everyone for spending time with us today. We thank our physician partners, nurses, and all staff who deliver outstanding care to patients each day. As always, we look forward to reporting on our progress again next quarter. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference call. We ask that you now disconnect your lines. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.